Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to the Hump Day Homecoming edition of the Mike Prince Show here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our social media handle, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Website, of course, is obnradio.com. Putting the finishing touches on the relaunching of the website. You need to go and check that out. Now, 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. Sponsors for today's show, Diva Skin Conditioner at DivaFeet.com. That's D-I-V-A-H Feet.com. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance of Walla, Texas. And attorney Lee Van Richardson of Hempstead, Texas. And without any further delay, we're going to jump right into today's episode. Before I go any further, I got to give a congratulations to the Washington Nationals. Swept St. Louis Cardinals. I am sick, but I will survive. Great run for the Cardinals, but even better run for the Nationals as they await the winner between the Astros and the Yankees. And at that point, all you can do is sit back and watch. Just like you can sit back and watch the rest of the season unfold for my beloved Prairie View A&M University Panthers. But enough of that talk for right now. It is homecoming week. We got a special treat for you on today. Part of our Where Are They Now package and an exclusive homecoming interview. We are going to chat with Jerome Howard, old number 40, linebacker for the Prairie View A&M University Panthers, young man out of Florida, now residing in Pittsburgh, PA. But we'll let you catch up with all of that on today's episode of the Mike Prince Show. I got a good son with me on the line right now. Uh, He was a wrecking crew during his time, wearing the number 40. I'm going to present to some and introduce to others, brother Jerome Howard. How you doing, my man? I'm doing amazing, better than I deserve. How about yourself? Well, you know what? If you're doing better than you deserve, I'm going to say I'm doing better than I deserve, too. How about that? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yes, sir. Well, look, man, first of all, uh, welcome uh, back to the Hill. I'm pretty sure that you're aware that it's homecoming festivities going on throughout the course of the week. But uh, let's re- let's recap, man. It's been a while since we talked to you. Uh, it's always good to catch up with former players. I can't believe it's been five, six years since you last played at Prairie View, man. One of us are getting older. Is it you or me? Uh, I would like to think it's both of us. <laughs> So bring us up to speed on where you've been, man, and what's going on with you. Well, I'm I'm, I'm currently uh, living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've started my own fitness company titled Dynamic Performance Development. We specialize in meeting our clients where they are and uh, helping create the most dynamic version of themselves. Um, I do a ton of youth camps as well. I do some things with Nike um, titled The Opening. Essentially, Nike goes on tour, and they're in search of the top 300 athletes across the world. 
and they bring them out for their finality, which is usually the finale, I'm sorry, which is now in Dallas, Texas, where it used to be at their uh, headquarters out in Oregon, Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon, I'm sorry. Um, I also do my annual youth camp, youth camp and seminar titled The Takeover, which is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at my alma mater, Plantation High School. And I actually just released my first book this year at that camp. My book is titled So Now What? And it just talks about dealing with those uh, endless transitions. Life's all about making adaptions and getting up to speed with things. And um, I've been receiving amazing feedback about the book. It's online at my website, which is www.traindynamicpd. The P at end is P as in Paul, D as in Dolphin. So it's traindynamicpd.com. And it's also available at amazon.com by searching Jerome Howard. So Now What? Okay. So that's pretty up to just kind of using my platform, my experiences, my insights, different things like that, and also giving back to my community. And uh, I've also been working with uh, Ryan Shazier, who's a standout linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which recently paralyzed a few years ago. Um, he's doing great things now. So I've been kind of working with him year-round to get him back up to par and re- helping him uh, restore his health and get back dynamic. Very good, man. Uh, in case you didn't know, I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And, and yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Now, I was going to ask you, man, how in the world did you end in Pittsburgh, of all places? Being from Florida, went to school in Texas, how did you end up in Pittsburgh, PA? Well, Shazir and I actually have known each other quite a while. We grew up together, and um, he ended up getting drafted first round to the Steelers. You know, he's a Ohio State Buckeye. They picked him up first round in 2014. His first two years, you know, with being a first round, you know, the stakes are high, the expectations are high. His first two years, they brought him in, uh, immediate starter. Um, he would kind of have some flashes in there. With, like, they knew the talent was there, but he just had some issues with staying healthy, just adjusting to the league, the, the longer seasons, different things like that. And he had a lot of personal things going on also. So, he, you know, he wanted someone who can do some things with him and just kind of individualize things for him, kind of stay on him. And, of course, you know, being, you know, making it to that point in your life, you don't, you kind of, if you're about who you bring around and you just kind of, you have to question everyone's intentions at that point. You know what I mean? So he wanted, you know, he reached out he wanted, you know, he knew that he can trust me. He knew that I would give my all and kind of give him that push because it's more than just a job or a position or this is like, this is someone he grew up with. And that's kind of how that came about. Okay. And very I, good. Very good. That's how that, well, that's always, that's always good, man. Um, to be able to, to stay true to yourself and to keep people in your lives, man. And that, that goes a long way. And when you get a chance, tell him an old guy in Prairie View, Texas, uh, is wishing him nothing but the best and, and congratulations on his recovery, his marriage, and the Steelers will prevail by going 10 and six by the end of the season. You tell him I said that I'm serious. I will. I will. <laughs> well, look, man, you uh, honest with you, go ahead. Up. You're already giving them six games, being that they're only down four right now. So I won't include that part, but I will let them know there. There's a you along with thousands of others out there praying for them and wishing them the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please do that. Please do that. Now, look, man. I I can recall uh, when we we did some interviews with you, man. Um, didn't quite work out the way you wanted to, but when I'm listening to the title of your book, so now what? Was that part of the inspiration for you to write the title of that book? Um, you, you had an outstanding career at Prairie View, uh, by far an uh, uh, exceptional student athlete, excelled on and off the field. Um, and it's a, it's a letdown when you don't get to that next level and you have to find yourself on who you are in the course of transitioning. 
Is that part of anything to do with the title of your book? Yeah, that actually played a big role in it because essentially I knew what I wanted the book to be about. But I could, I was kind of, you know, it took me a bunch of prayers, a bunch of nights of praying to kind of find that, that title that would stick and just kind of give a glimpse of what I was sharing without giving away too much. But then I didn't want to make a wild title. I didn't say enough about it. So that title touched right on. And, and I think, the, of course, it does share some insights on my, uh, myself, my uh, personal experiences. But it also, I think that there's tons of knowledge. And I've been getting amazing feedback from people who aren't student athletes. Just because we, I think sometimes we realize that, I mean, we, we don't realize that there's so many lessons and principles that you know you may learn in athletics, but they apply to the real world. So there are people who, hey, you know, you may have worked for a job for 20 years. Your job decides to go younger, decides to go a different route. So now what? You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's so, so many. Life is just full of transitions and adaptions, and I think that that's the beauty of it all. Yes, sir. We're speaking right now with Jerome Howard, former Prairie View standout linebacker, number 40. His number, now he's uh, doing his thing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, let, let me say this, Howard, before we go any further. Uh, when, when you look at sports as a whole, and maybe you can relate to this, just like you said, some people who never play collegiate athletics or professional athletics, they're getting what your book is about. Sometimes people have a tendency, and you can tell if they ever competed on any type of level uh, athletically by how they deal with adversity when it comes to life. Not saying that all are going to be flying through with, with you know, uh, superb colors or anything, but you can tell by if a person is, is really a person that's a team player or an individual by how they deal with adversity as it comes up on them in life. Oh, yeah, I agree 100 percent. and. Um a statement that I use, I, I travel across the world kind of speaking to some youth athletes as well. And I think a statement that I use often is uh, when I am speaking to athletics or someone with uh, athletic backgrounds, I remind them that although you're not playing football or, you know, whatever your respective sport may be, you're playing the same game in a different arena. So similar to what you just mentioned, sure, um, I'm no longer a student athlete, but there is a team where I may be speaking to a team. I can be a part of someone else's organization and a lot of those core principles will remain the same. Just like football, I may not be telling uh, Terrence Mitchell, hey, we're playing cover two on this play, but if I go into the office and I'm not communicating with him about our expectations, our weekly deadlines, things of that nature, then the outcome will be the same. Sure, it may not be a touchdown, but it may be terrible customer service. It may be us losing our top client, things of that nature. So although you're not playing football anymore, the core principles remain the same. So we're playing the same game, different arena. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you've been removed, is it five years right now? Howard? Almost five years. My final game was 2014. I graduated in May of 2015. Ooh, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, <laughs> we, we're getting older. We're getting older with an emphasis on me. Oh, man. Yeah, look, speak for yourself, old timer. <laughs> now, look, you're four years removed from the game. Do you see the game differently now? I know it's only been four years, but are you seeing some things that you're going like, man, if I'd have known that back then, this could have been that, that could have been this. Or do you see the game is pretty much the same right now? Or are you seeing some advantages of playing now versus when you played, even though it was only four years ago? No, I see the game extremely different. And uh, honestly, there were some things that I've, I've done well, that I have done well, that I didn't realize how important they were. I just kind of did it just because of just kind of upbringing and character things. And no disrespect to those who didn't do it, but 
an example I'll share with you is something I mentioned in the book is uh, anyone that's been to our cafeteria or any cafeteria at any uh, collegiate institution will understand. You, you know where the athletes are when you walk into the cafeteria. Because for us, you know, our uh, cafeteria is titled the MSC Memorial Student Center. And when you walk in, all the football table, all the football players sit at their first table in the middle. You don't have to look for it. Just look for it. You know, that's where the football players sit. And it's kind of like an unwritten law that, hey, if you don't play athletics or you're not a football player, you don't sit with us. And it's almost like an arrogance in a sense, like you're better than people. You don't realize when you get into the real world, like, sure, that was cool while I was in college, but like you just limit yourself on your network, like the people that you can network with. Who, what's wrong with sitting next to a stranger and getting additional insights from him? Because often we hang around people who, who look like us or think like us. There's some sort of similarities, but a lot of times you limit your mindset. Your you just you limit the growth that you can get from talking to a stranger. There's, think about a college. Think about how many people. Man, I, I've met people on my team from Hawaii, from Texas, Louisiana. I've, a lot of my family haven't been outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida including myself, prior to college. So it's kind of like there's so much knowledge and insight I can get from others, yet still you only limit that to the people that you want to spend 20 or 30 hours with anyway, whether it be football, practice, study hall, team meetings, so that type of thing. I think the biggest thing is just understanding the platform and understanding the networking opportunities that are there because there will come a time when there are certain people who I've graduated with that I haven't seen since we crossed the stage together. But I'm pretty sure there's some story or some experience, something they can share with me that could have made me a better person or enlightened me about a certain topic. Yes, sir. I just understand the networking side of that and just realizing the platform that you have. Yes, sir. I wish athletes understood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it, it was a growing spurt that you took advantage of, but didn't realize how great a dividend it was going to pay until you're four years removed from that environment. Yeah, like I said, I think I've, I did a good job of it, but it wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened that way where there were certain group projects or certain things I may have had where I kind of bumped into people or maybe other people who weren't student athletes, whereas some of my teammates may not even spoke to them or may not have, you know, it's kind of like, what do we have in common? I'm an athlete. You're not. I'm a job. You're not. Don't talk to me. Don't whatever that type of thing. But for me, it was kind of like it just kind of happened that way. We, we may have had a group project or something of that sort, and I may you know, we may be at the library and I may meet some of their friends and some of their, and then it's kind of like you have different discussions, you get different insights and things of that sort, but everyone didn't kind of have that opportunity. But then it's like, when you get into the real world now, it's like, you want everyone to come save you or you want all this, but it's like you missed out on all of these amazing right. right, right. Very well taken. Very point. Very well taken, sir. We're speaking right now with Jerome Howard, PV grad, um, doing his thing, his homecoming week here on the Hill uh, Jerome, let's put on your your coach's hat for a moment. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, disappointing loss for the Panthers this past weekend against Southern. Uh, let me get your assessment of what you saw uh, for that game and what you're seeing with this with this team in this current state. Okay. All in all, I think that uh, I think that we're an extremely talented team. I don't know the head coach much. Personally, as a Person, of course, I, I haven't yet to be fortunate to meet him, but I think defensively they're doing some great things on defense. As the nation knows, uh, DeWanye Tucker is playing some really good football. I think the quarterback, to be quite honest, he may may have been the best quarterback they've had in the last decade. There, just all around quarterback, and I see him do some great things from the leadership aspect. Something that really jumps out to me when I watch them play is uh, their overall EQ as a team in regards to their emotional intelligence. I see there are some there are some times when Hey, you may get a big play and uh, 
whatever, you may get a holding call or this thing, but it's like you see that confidence. And not that those are okay because they're not. That's something that we'll speak on in a second. But I think that if you really look at the way that that team does view adversity or those second and 18 situations, those, you know, third and long situations, they find a way where they can put that last mistake behind them and go ahead and make that big play when needed. Now, I think that if we can go ahead and eliminate some of those penalties, I think that, uh, again, you can't beat really good programs by shooting yourself in the foot. So I think that if we go ahead and eliminate some of those penalties, those self-inflicted wounds, I think that uh, a lot of those games that we're losing, a lot of those times where we, you know, we make a lot of those games we can win much earlier and a lot of those games that we are losing, we can't change the outcome of those games. I think there are some games that we could have kind of had the, the backups in the third string playing by the end of the third, early fourth quarter, but some things that we've kind of done on our end that kept us in that fight a tad bit longer than needed. But again, that, that penalty bug comes back and bites you. Now, you being only four years removed, um, you lose a, 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 a game like this of the magnitude that it was as far as positioning for the West what are you saying to your teammates at this point? Uh, because some teammates and some fans even may have checked out since this, oh, man, we lost to Southern. Uh, ain't no sense of trying to, you know, keep this hat on. The season's over with. How do you, how do you address that? How do you overcome that? Uh, a few things. I think the biggest thing is, and there's another thing I spoke about in my book, is keeping your blinders on, man. That, you have to remain focused at this point. I think you have to look at a racehorse and, and uh, you view them up front, up front. They have blinders on. They can't see what's happening behind them. They can't see what happens to the left or to the right. They're only focused on the task at hand. And I think that's something that uh, DeWanye Tucker or whoever, some of their other leaders, whoever they may be, uh, that, that's the conversation they need to have with the team. It's kind of like one of those things. Remember why you started. Remember why we ended. Because the, the outcome, the win, lose, or loss, those are symptoms of us having that singular focus and keeping our eyes on the prize. So I think that if DeJuan Gay Tucker, and I'm only saying him because that's someone who I personally have a relationship with. I don't, you know, I'm, I've been out for a while. I don't know some of the other guys, but I think whoever their leaders is, that's the conversation they have. And, and their coaching staff go in and remind this team of their focus. And then from there, I think you go ahead and you, you let them know that one thing that won't be acceptable is for us to lose to Southern twice. And what I mean by that is that goes hand in hand with the focus thing. We, we can't, we have to go back to that old 48 hour rule, which is, Something we implemented when I was there. Win, lose, or draw. The game's on Saturday by Monday. When those 48 hours up from the game, we can no longer talk about that. We're focused on our next opponent. We Thank made the correction we need to make. Whatever. If we didn't get it corrected by now, I tell you what, we'll fix it another time because we won't. We won't be talking about Southern Thursday and we got for homecoming on uh, Saturday. That's what we want to. And we're not going to sit here and point the finger and say, "Well, he did that last week. That's why we lost." Any of those things, we won't lose to Southern twice. So let's go ahead and get back focused. Remember why we started, make the appropriate adjustments, changes, and let's get back to playing Prairie View football. There you go, man. That sounds like a plan. And uh, as again, I'll say point well taken, sir. We're speaking right now with Jerome Howard, class of 2014. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, let me ask you this. This is on the personal side now. Have you gotten married yet? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't gotten married yet. What you waiting on, man? I'm still praying for it. Okay. I'm not going to push that one no further. I'm not going to push that one no further. <laughs> I got a question for you. Why, why, rush, why, why rush if you want to last forever? Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying you rushing oh, into anything. That's the real question. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say rush. I'm not, not, 
Okay. Well, look, since you want to ask questions, let me ask you another question uh -oh. there. Uh -oh. <laughs> are you are you uh, taking your time with someone who could potentially be Mrs. Howard at this moment? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything. I try my best to be intentional about everything that, you know, leaders are intentional. So I don't I'm not wasting people's time and I value my time. So everything is intentional in that regards. I'm just. OK, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 those days are behind me. I see where we're going. With that. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying you want to ask a question. I can ask some questions too. you know, it's all good. No, it's all good. Look, bro, I got 30 years of marriage under my belt. Well, look, that, you and I might need to have another conversation off the record. Hey, and look, anytime. Is it, you know, what's the title <laughs> of your book? So now what? Hey, oh, brother, no. <laughs> don't get a cup of coffee. Let's get a pot of coffee, and we'll go over the whole scenario. <laughs> hey, <that's good. laughs> well, always look, it is always a pleasure, man, to, to uh, reach back and, and speak uh, with some PV grads, some PV family, uh, hearing that you're doing positive things throughout the community, man. And it's always a joy and a pleasure to catch up with you, talk X's and O's, and just talk about life. Because once a panther, always a panther. And I want to give you an opportunity now to have some closing thoughts and comments, brother, as we get ready to shut this segment down. Well, I, I think, honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I'm, I'm grateful for relationships. I'm grateful for uh, you and I meeting what we did. And I think that, uh, speaking back on the networking thing, I think, uh, think about it. I was just a student athlete. And look at the relationships that you, you and I have gained over the years. Just think of that story. So for everyone listening, student athlete, uh, regular person, I just think that everyone, just, just or I hope they can use this as, you know, obviously encouragement coming up the homecoming, but also just a reminder to just be a good person, man. You never know how life, Will work how things will work out, and uh, one thing to remain the same is good people always win in the end. You know, we all have those so now what moments, but man, continue to be a good person, man, and good things happen to good people. And last but not least, last but not least, PB, you know, <laughs> there you go. Well, I got one for you, Pro Review Producers. Productive people. That is, man. Jerome Howard, class of 2014. I am the radio guy, Mike Prince, reminding you guys to follow us on our social media handles, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. And until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.